Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Hey there, Mark. Hey there, Miss Charity. My name is Gomer, and I'm calling from Bayberry, USA. I sure do like your podcast. All that death and murder and mayhem sure does brighten up a feller's day. Anyhow, I seen the creeps who was talking about me, and I said, Shazam! They like my singing voice. I never thought anybody could ask for it very much, but they liked it. So I thought I'd render one for them. You know, every year, I went to the Indy 500, you know, that big old racetrack, and I sang back home again in Indiana. It kind of goes like this. Back home again in Indiana, and it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still burning bright. Through the sycamores for me, the new moon hastens all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam. When I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash, how I long for my Indiana home. How I long for my Indiana home. Ain't that pretty? That bear is for a crime creep named Barbara White, fan and friend. Well, I reckon I ought to get going. I got a date tonight with Millie Grace. She's Thelma Lou's cousin. And I got to buy her a corsage because it wouldn't be right for Millie Grace to go out unadorned. Well, best of luck to you and yours. And tell everyone Gomer says hey. Bye. Wow. That's all I have to say. That was amazing. That was pretty darn good. Never, ever lets us down. Ever. There's going to be a lot of people in there going, who's Gomer? Yeah, depending on their age. They'll have to, depending they'll on have their to, age group. They'll have to hit Mr. Google. Hit Mr. Wiki. Miss Wiki or Mr. Google. Hey, Mark. Hey, Charity. Guess what? I don't know. Mark's been sick, guys. I've been sick. Not, sorry. Not COVID, but sick. Not COVID. I get the regular sickness. Yeah, so he's on the he's on the healing end, but he's a little out of it still. So we'll have to kind of play. <laughs> Is that the COVID? Is why I'm out of it, or something else? I don't know. Oh, well, we'll never know. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? What? Look what I have. That's what she said. Okay, guys. Wait, I have mine here though. Uh huh. She said. 
So guys, as I made it known in one of the past episodes, Mark has stolen the that's what she said button that is was meant for both of us. My button. So it's now it's his button. So um, this came in the mail for me, but mine came with a sticker from my car that says that's what she said. Just saying. Or my computer. And um, I'm pretty jealous about that. Yep. And it says, um, now you have your very own Mark, no touchy, with an exclamation point, And it's from Michelle Triolo. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Do you realize it's actually me you talk to most times in the no, middle of the night? No, it's me too. <laughs> actually, she talked to me about this on just my messenger alone. I got to give a creep shout out to Victoria for the holiday card that it's we have so here with nice. her beautiful family. I love it. You look, she looks so pretty. She's in her wedding dress. She looks very happy. Yes. Remember, she got uh, yep. married this summer. Yes, she did. She's offered to take us to, was it Lizzie Borden's house or something oh, yeah. like that? Oh, yeah. So she and I will stay overnight and Mark will stay in the car. I'll stay in the car. Yeah. I don't so know. at least I wouldn't be alone. Freaky things might happen in the car, too. I might have to bring, you know... Phone a friend and bring somebody with me because I'll be a little, well, this little is the sketched thing. out. This is the thing. Poor Victoria would have to probably be up all night. She'd be partying. Running back and forth to sit with Mark in his car because he was scared. And then to come back inside because she would want the experience. And then have to go back and sit with Mark because he was scared. Because if Mark told me he was scared, I would just make fun of him and not say You would him. just laugh. So, you know. Just give everybody a little bit of a, just in case you hear weird noises. It's a Sunday and it's storming. Which means they've changed the flight path to Logan mm-hmm. to right over our house. Yep. So, like, literally, I keep hearing them boom, 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 boom over the house. Where on, when it's nasty out, they all fly this way. So, about every 37 seconds, I hear a jet fly by. Um, and it's snowing, yeah. which it looks beautiful. It looks so pretty. Blech. Blech. Mark? I hate some, snow. Well, you know what? Some of us enjoy how pretty it looks. I am waiting for the day that I can just move to where it never snows and it's sunny. And You're not going to move somewhere like that. Probably not. No. Kristen likes it up here. Yep. Gosh. And your grandson's stuck. up this way, so. Yeah. We but- can go visit. We can get a crime creep vacation home at some point. I do want one. Right? You should. And we could take turns going. Hey, crime creeps, who's in a nice, cool area in like Florida that must might be around like, you know, Disney or something like that. Anywhere warm. Looking for a, look, looking for a hangout so I can go to, go have some fun. Anyone got a guest room? <laughs> I'll actually be down in Florida, I think, uh, right at the beginning of February. I think I'm going to Bradington. We're doing the um, Freedom Factory racing cool. down there. Cool. So. You're going to be on location. We'll be on location. That's what I like to say when I, when I go to do like hair for someone for a wedding. I'll say, I'm on location. You on location. I'm on location. Yes, I'll, I think I'll be at uh, in Bradenton Freedom Factory, and at the same time, I'm going to probably try to go and have some fun as well. Oh, that'll be good. Yes. Yeah. Does anybody miss that? That was Charity punching her laptop. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what my problem is lately with that. She doesn't have much room over there because I was doing a different thing earlier, so yeah. like half the desk There's is- like this big white thing now, too. I don't know what's going on. That's my big- monitor it'll be out of the way it's oh, i didn't fine. have a chance i didn't have a chance to move it today i'm just afraid i'm gonna like knock something over accidentally oh, please don't hit it that would so, be bad what are you doing now that we're getting ready to celebrate christmas what am i doing um well i can tell you that i'm pretty much done with my shopping which is pretty fantastic i am too because i don't buy any presents awesome me and Kristen just got ourselves our gifts for each other we got recliners i bought hers she bought mine so we have nice recliners in the living room now, and we're we're typical hillbillies, and we just took the couch and threw it in the kitchen yeah, until I go, we can deal with it. Jerry like walks in, is like nice couch. I go, I like what you did with the kitchen. There's a big leather couch sitting in the middle of it. You can't put it outside just now. 
It's, it's snowing, but snowing. in order to get it outside, like you have to pull the door down, the oh. outside door, and I got to pull the frame off for the screen door because it will not fit. And so then, you might have a kitchen couch for a while. Oh, no, I'm bringing the Sawzall, and I'm just going to cut it in oh, half. Sli- yeah, I'm going to cut it and throw it out in the thing and wait six months for the trash company to come get it. So I will tell you, Case Watch Crime Creep Group is where it is at. Amazing. Love it. Yep. Some of the funny ones that I like that I've seen this week would be Danelle posted every Christmas, Uncle Bert would get up drunk. I just saw that and one. make a, a D of himself. And the <laughs> snowman is definitely interesting. Oh, well, yeah, it's a Richard. Dick. He made a Richard of himself. Or, I think a Dick's a name. So we can, we, remember, we decided the word yes, Dick's a name. So yes, we can yes. say Dick. Uh, Victoria, the aforementioned one who's going to make it so I don't cry when we go to the Lizzie Boredom house, yep. posted a screenshot. Of this amazing roadside, you know, sign it says quality erections. <laughs> it's awesome. And then when you put it on it, it's ShermanBuildings.com. I got to <laughs> give them credit. There's a guy locally back in the day who was in Hillsborough, New Hampshire, and he had a radiator shop. And his slogan was best place in town to take a leak. Love that. That was like, wow, that is amazing. Um, Walter Cobb. Um, has a picture of Batman and Robin. And, I saw that. Um, it, Robin's being smacked by Batman, and it says Jingle Bells, and he is slapping him saying, I do not smell. Because, you know, that song that we all love. Oh, my God, this one, Michael Wilson. Did you see the guys in the the kid that were in, like, their bathing suits in the rain I and waiting for cars to come by and splash them? Oh, yes, that's actually fun. It looks wicked fun. It just says happy people. So with all the changes we've done in the living room, I'm wondering if maybe we should, you know, Victoria posted a great chandelier. So I'm wondering maybe if we should Guys, check out real estate tip number 69 in the Case Watch Crime Creep Group. Let me know if I should install this um, rather well-endowed chandelier. Very well-endowed. Very, very well-endowed, I have to say. Michael Wilson posted one that is like sums up my entire, most of my life. It's a picture of a family. And it's got this one couple that says expecting. It's got the parents that says excited. It's got another couple that says engaged. And then it's got a single guy at the end that says race car. Uh, Because they're not cheap. No, 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 no. Not at all. It was so funny. I love it. Oh, this one's funny, Michael Wilson. The teacher told the kids to draw their mom's hobbies. It just says, my mom likes drinking. And it's a a colored picture of a girl like with, with like a little pink shirt and... A little long hair. Flip around. I got to see the picture. With a glass of wine. Oh, I love that. It's so funny. Uh, Zachary posted one that made me laugh, and I'm going to do this in real life. It's got a a meme, and it says, find a picture of four girls together on Facebook. Comment saying, you three look so pretty. Oh, my. That's just mean. I love that one. That's just mean. Makes my day. Vanessa, Vanessa Lee Fielding, when you order Elf on the Shelf from Wish... And it's like this scary looking, I don't even know what. You got to go check out the video that uh, Vicky posted, Victoria. It says T, and it's got the little swear sign. So T-I-T-S, the season to be jolly. La 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 la. You click the video and it's a nutcracker who is definitely giving himself a workover. Oh my God, Emily Hamill. Never tie your shoelaces in Paris. And this guy's tying his shoe. And the woman thinks that. that he's proposing and he's not. He's just tying his shoe. 
That one is awesome. Oh my god, I love everyone posting um, about the cards they're getting. I love that. Yes. So nice. Oh my god, that would be my luck too. The shoe one. That one is good. I love this stuff. This is the stuff that makes me happy. So <laughs> Vanessa Lee Fielding posted one that that looks like the the Christmas ornaments are coming out of a movie theater in the. Slogan says, pause, just when you thought it was safe to go back to the tree. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun. dun. Melissa Lien, yont. Um, this is a friend request she received. Did you see this? I saw this. Thomas looks, Stanley. Looks pretty legit to me. I'm a sugar daddy interested in girls and lady to take care of and sort all of their bills. Yeah, seems pretty legit. I mean, why did you not accept immediately? I mean, ugh. He's going to sort your bills. I don't he know if he's going to pay them. them right he's going to sort you. them for you. <laughs> I would have just like answered, like asked some questions to see if I could. Then I'll post it. When I say I stay in my own lane, this is the lane I'm talking about. It's a street sign that says psychopath. I saw that. This is the stuff that makes me happy. When all this other crap in the world is going on, yep. I can, you know, just open up my phone, go to the Case Watch Crime Creep group, and this is what's in there waiting for me. It's waiting. Starting December 5th, just want to make sure people realize this. Customers are now required to unload the semi-trucks at Walmart. <laughs> this will be in addition to your self-checkout duties. Let's not forget that, guys. All right. So I am a, a yarner, and I was making a blanket, so I had to go to our local craft store, Michael's. Oh, yarner. I thought you were saying yawner. Yarn. I sometimes am a yawner, but a Usually yarner. Usually when I'm talking, you're like- so, Oh, I was done with this story. No, just kidding. Um, so I went to Michael's and they have now installed um, one whole side that used to be three or four registers is all now self-checkout only for people with credit card, not cash. Yeah. And then there's two registers that only have two employees working. Now, my thought on this is that nobody want, does, seems to want to work. So they had to do that to control yeah. You know, but there was a bunch of elderly people in line because a lot of elderly people go to craft stores and they were irate. It was almost humorous. And I and I don't mean to say that disrespectfully, but they were they were just this is ridiculous. I can't believe that. I mean, it was like it's frustrating. It was very frustrating because they were paying with cash. They had to wait in the line. And then all of us who had cards just kept passing them and passing them. And they were very irritated. I, and can't, I, could, I can't have cash. And I can see why, you know. No, I spend it on stupid stuff. Like I buy candy bars and I go to Walmart and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I have five bucks. Oh, so I, like, I can go hit like McDonald's. So as they say. Although you can't hit McDonald's with five bucks anymore. So as they say, it it was it burns a hole in your pocket. Let's discuss this for a second. Do we remember back when we used to eat at McDonald's because it was cheap and it was somewhat like food? Somewhat like food. That's amazing. I went to McDonald's the other day. I got two value meals. No, they were not both for me. Like, I, that is a valid question, but they weren't. I had two value meals and a shake. It cost me $17. $17? Really? Yeah, for two value meals. Do you, do you remember what it used to be? Or, like, is this just in the they past They used to year? be, like, four ninety nine a piece. Wow. So like, if I want to go get my large. You should have seen the face he made when he just said that. Double quarter pounder with cheese. That meal is, like, $13, $14. Wow. Like I have to order off their value menu now and it says one, two, three dollars. There ain't nothing on that thing for a dollar. Wow. That's crazy. Now like the cheapest thing you can get, it's like two forty nine. Well, you still can get a large diet Coke fountain drink for a dollar. 
Okay. I wouldn't get that. I no. like strawberry shakes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind then. Never mind you then. <laughs> Shut the charity hole. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said. I'm yeah. jealous. Yours sounds cooler. No, your, yours is just as cool. They're both cool, but now you have the new shiny one. So I this do. one's got my grubby paw well, prints all over Then stop it. bragging to people that you get to press it and I don't. I have to actually say it. You have your button that you press. Now you could have. Like it used to sit somewhere what? in the middle. I'm not leaving this. Oh, no, actually, I'll leave it with. I don't know. <gasps> Why oh. is my Dundee, Dundee Award on your side of the desk? It's in the middle. And it's covered. So all you see is the top part. You don't see the part that has my name. Because you got to remember, during the week, this is my actual office, and I work in here every day. <laughs> so, whatever. Yes, it's. Been, I had to put all that stuff on the desk over there. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna bring him right over here in his little. Seat. Watch her unplug something. I'm gonna put it right here. Remember when I remember that like it was like third or fourth episode in that we ever did, and I unplugged something, and your computer went off and turned it back on, and we thought we lost the yeah. entire episode. Yeah, I was almost like, we're, we're not, guess we're not doing an episode this that week. That was scary. Uh, speaking of that, let's do a quick programming update here, guys. So we're going to put out an episode for the 14th and the 21st, and then we're going to be taking Christmas week off like we did last year, and your next episode will drop January 4th. Yes. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Before we continue, let's take a moment and thank one of our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And we're back. All right, Charity, you said you wanted to bring something up before we jump right into today's case. So the yeah. floor is yours. So um, it's been asked by more than one. I mean, it's, we've seen it all over the Crime Creep page. And I think everyone knows the little seven-year-old, um, Athena Strand. Her oh, full name is so Athena Presley Monroe Strand. And um, the she's from Texas. And the FedEx contract driver is accused of kidnapping and killing her. And I mean... What a douchebag. I'm like sick over this. Um, the picture of her, beautiful little girl, didn't do anything to hurt anybody. Read somewhere that her mother was saying she couldn't have been more excited about Christmas coming and Santa so Claus. Sad. And to seven have this happen old. at seven years old is absolutely, there are no words. So Mark and I, like we've said about many cases that are very current, we do want to do a full case on once there's more information. I don't know when that will be. Same thing we said about those four college students. There's just not enough out there it's yet to not, talk about. I mean, we could speculate, but and if I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want right. to do that. I'd rather wait till we have more. So I just have been keeping this family in my prayers because it's all you can do. Um, you know, it's it's I can't even imagine. So I just wanted to mention that real quick before we got into anything. Well, you got to remember these people like case basically part of their job is to case these neighborhoods. They're they're driving around delivering packages. They're getting used to. 
who's where, mm-hmm. what's where. Like, let me be completely honest. Like, I have a package delivery at my house every single day. Yeah. Every day. Well, the other problem is, is that they're so hard up, like FedEx, UPS, all these places for drivers. Yep. And this is an independent contract. An independent too. contractor. So who knows how in depth they go into the background check. But even if, even if they did, who's to say this person's been thinking about doing something like this forever and just- yep. This was the time that he jumped on it. So makes me so mad. Before I have to tell you a quick little story before you you talk about what you're what you're gonna say. So I was hanging out with a couple of my friends last night. We were doing a uh, banquet for one of the racetracks, and she was looking at me. She's like, "Hey, I've been listening to your podcast lately." And she's gonna come on. She she does. She works in a mortuary. Mortuary. <gasps> yes, you've talked the about words her before. I can't pronounce. Yep. So she's like, "I'm gonna come on soon," but. Tell Charity, I'm right with her. I love Crimes of Passion. She goes, I love seeing how worked up you get about it, how mad you get about yep, it. Yep, I think everyone does. So I'm, she's like, I'm going to come up with a crime of passion yes! that fits into my job. Oh like, my God, that's awesome. I'm like, you're not invited anymore. This oh, is Oh, she's horrible. invited. You are invited. So it should be fun. Can't wait. Yeah, get to torment me. Love it. So I'm going to ha- hop right in. So let's just first, I'm going to start off before we get into a little case that I have. We're just going to talk a little bit about some disasters that happened on Christmas. Okay. Lots of those usually happen. Do you remember the Indian Ocean earthquake and tsunami that began on December 25th, 2004? I actually don't remember that. I remember this one. My gosh. This horrific natural disaster happened on Christmas Day and the day after. It was a 9.1 earthquake. Holy crap. And it hit off the coast of Sumatra. Because this earthquake hit near the coast, the damage was horrific. After shocks from the powerful earthquake continued in a a tsunami, that's good, a tsunami formed. A tsunami? (laughs) Yeah, a tsunami. A tsunami that All right, I got to stop you real quick. Have you ever done, because I know I have, where you don't realize you're saying a word, but you really lean into it like you know what it is? Like, oh, yeah, and absolutely, it's a tsunami hit. Yeah. And the people are looking at you like, wait. Do you mean tsunami? Tsunami. Like this happens with a lot of words yeah. sometimes. I'll go in there and think like I am I've got this. Mark, look who you're talking to. Yeah, I know you're the you're the <laughs> butcherer of words. So anyways, the tsunami <laughs> it hit 14 countries surrounding the Indian Ocean. I do remember this yes, now. This was horrific. It has been recorded as the worst one in history, killing a total of 230,000 people. Wow. That is a lot of people. And it's said that the areas, yeah, yeah, the areas affected affected are still continuing to rebuild from this massive tragedy to present this day. This is horrible, 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 horrible. Um, so now let's go back to Christmas Eve of nineteen thirteen in Michigan. Some miners and their families were having a Christmas party in an Italian hall. They were all having a joyful time when someone could be heard yelling in a panic, "Fire!" People started freaking out, rushing to the exits as fast as they could. Panic ensued and people fell, suffocated, and got trampled. 73 people ended up losing their lives trying to escape. 59 of them were just children excited for Christmas celebrating with their families. And the saddest part of this tragedy is that there was no fire. And no one knows who yelled fire and started the panic. There wasn't really any fire. So they died from being trampled. Being trampled. Isn't that sad? Oh, my God. It really is. The part that makes it the hardest to me is the fact that full-grown adults trampled children. They trampled children. They, they, it's kind of like Astroworld. Yeah. Right? It's sad. Very sad. I've seen it firsthand where people just get into these little trances where it just turns into save myself first. I don't care about anybody else. I'm not built that way. No. I'm, I'm not really either. Not. 
especially when children are involved. Yep. My God. All right, here's one last one. Christmas Day, 1940, 800 Jewish refugees boarded a ship called the SS Patricia, fleeing what ended up being the largest mass killings in history. A bomb was put on board by a Zionist organization. When it exploded, it killed 207, 267 people. Oh, my God. Sinking the boat in 16 minutes. Holy crap. That's sad. That is sad. So I never even heard of that one. I need like a little, um, I need like a little like cleanser before we get into the actual case. I always need a cleanser. So this is a stupid Christmas criminal or criminals. Um, and it was sent to me by Cindy Greening. Oh, thank you, Cindy. Um, and it came from MLive.com. And it just happened. Okay, okay. even better. This happened in a tra- Traverse City Hotel, MI. Apparently, there was a lovely work Christmas party taking place, according to the Up North Live. Two 30-year-old men that were dressed up as Christmas characters got into a fight, Mark. One of the men was dressed as the Grinch. <laughs> um, and he was arrested because um, he was assaulting another man dressed as a reindeer. Police were called to the Hotel Indigo Friday <laughs> night this. and saw the man dressed as a reindeer defending himself from the man dressed as a Grinch. The Grinch was seen by police punching the reindeer. The police believe the fight was fueled by alcohol. Shocking! <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, of course the Grinch was the one who was the, the aggressor because he's the Grinch. Oh, 100% is. Yeah. I mean, of course. I have something that happened to me the other day, and I'm going to test it on you right now and our crime creeps at the same exact time. Okay. All right. What color are stop signs? Red. What color are most fire trucks? Red. Okay. I want you to pick a number between zero and 50. It needs to be a two-digit number. It needs to be odd, and both digits cannot be the same. It has to be a two-digit? It has to be a two-digit number. I want you to lock it into your head. Okay. Is it 37? Nope. Ah, darn it. It worked on me. 34. I was close. What was 37? I don't know. That's what I did this the other day and I picked it and the guy was like 37. I was, was go- like, oh, I was going to go with 25. Okay. And then it, then it was going to be like well, Christmas day, red, blah, blah, blah. Let and me know I if I got anybody else. Okay. I wonder I, why. Like That's so that. weird. It's so weird. It got me and it got two of my friends yesterday. Love that. All right. Let's go with this Christmas murder. Let's hit it. So December of 2011, Zazel Preston was happily getting ready for her newborn son's first Christmas. She and her baby daddy, William Wallace, seemed to be very happy new parents, ready to not only celebrate Christmas with their new son, but also excited to celebrate with Zazel's two other children from a previous relationship. They were three and eight at the time, and they were two girls. Yep. At least they seemed like an excited couple from the outside in. It was Christmas Eve, and 26-year-old Zazel finished wrapping her loved one's presents, having them all ready for Christmas morning. What her friends and family didn't know was that her relationship with William was far from perfect. She was always smiling and tried to let on that she was happy, not to worry her loved ones, but that just wasn't the case. This sounds like time and time again stories yeah. we've heard, and it's just so sad. It really does. Let's get into exactly what was going on behind closed doors. By 2011, Zazel and 30-year-old William had been together for about three years. It appears the two had a very volatile relationship. It's been said that Zazel even confided about what was going on to her close friends and family. So they knew a little bit, but she, she was probably like, no, it's fine. Like, we're fine. Yeah, that's how most people, unfortunately, do this. But all the 
all those that were close to the family could see kind of how controlling William was, but they probably weren't aware of the magnitude of the violence that was going on. William was very violent towards Zazel, but had a way of winning her back after each violent outburst. Again, something unfortunately we hear over and over. Mm -hmm. She told her family that William had threatened to kill her on more than one occasion. He sounds like a freaking nightmare. Yes. At the beginning of their relationship in 2008, William went to jail for 45 days after being convicted of assault and battery against Zazel. What a douchebag. Yeah. After 45 days, he was released on probation and was ordered to get treatment for his violent behavior. After the assault, Zazel must have been really scared because she took out a restraining order on him. Good. William violated this order and was sent back to jail. He was able to wiggle his way back into Zazel's good graces, telling her he had found God, you know, in jail and had changed his violent ways. He was now a better man, Mark. He was... He was completely cured of his aggressions. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Don't Um, believe it at all. Well, she did because she even visited him while he was in jail, believing he was indeed different. After all, the visits to jail. Zazel soon found out she was pregnant with William's child. Oh, no. They must have had some brown chicken, brown cow jail moments. Right. (laughs) I love when Mark says that. Brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) Or maybe it happened right before he violated his parole. I would back assume in. that was yeah, the, me too. the likely cause. Me too. Or. Well, you don't know. Something of somebody uh, else. You never know. I don't know. Regardless, he was released in the summer of 2011. Into the arms of his loving woman, ready to start their new nonviolent life together. M- William moved into Zazel's Anaheim. I got to stop you and say, do you know how hard this is for me to not make any Braveheart Oh, like, I know. Quotes because that's his name. <laughs> I know. I'm like over here in my head while you're reading this. I'm like, they can take my life, but they can't take my freedom. <laughs> I'm like, all the good quotes are in my head right now. And I, I can't, can't because this guy's obviously a total douchebag. I mean, we don't know that yet. Well, he hit a woman. That that's instantly true. makes you a douchebag that's in true. my book. I agree. So he even moved into Zazel's Anaheim Southern California apartment. Things seemed to be going great in July when Zazel posted a picture on her social media, kissing William with the caption, lovebirds for life. Ugh. 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 I just gagged on the grossness. Mm-hmm. As much as this poor woman tried to make things work, looking back, it can be seen she was very self-aware of her situation. She had even taken it upon herself to enroll in college courses. Her dream was to become a domestic violence counselor. She probably wanted to help those going through what she herself was going through. Or maybe she was trying to get more educated on her own situation. Yeah. Very possible. As the end of 2011 came quickly, Zazel was getting ready to graduate from college and was still with her abuser. I'm wondering if she thought she might be able to help him. And like probably taking these college courses. Him, probably, yeah. To learn more about the abuser and maybe she could change him, you know? Yep. She clearly didn't think he would actually quote unquote really hurt her though nobody does to the point of no return and by the sounds of it you know William was amazing at manipulating her yes and these people usually are um, amazing at letting you know great actors either thinking that oh if I hadn't done that to upset them that badly then they wouldn't have struck me or you know it was my fault it's sad it's very very sad so let's talk about what happened that Christmas of 2011 to this family um, big trigger warning. You guys heard that trigger okay. warning. 
things that would change. I don't have a good sound effect for that. I'll, no. I have the cat, though. Here we go. Meow. Trigger warning, guys. Things that will change the children's lives forever. Uh, it's horrible. Zazel and William went to a neighbor's house Christmas Eve for a party. After the party, the couple began fighting and on the way on the way back home. The fight escalated after they got back to the apartment. William started physically attacking Zazel, punching her in the head. Neighbors later reported hearing the altercation, but no one called the police. I'm wondering if they heard it a lot. Probably. And unfortunately, unfortunately, they just, you know, didn't didn't feel that they should call because everyone, everything seemed fine the next day. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. it's a sad, sad circumstance that puts, uh, you know, I just I don't even know what to say. It's just horrible. It you see horrible. this happen so many times when you do this like we do. Yep. At one point, Zazel tried to leave the apartment. William simply dragged her back in, and the fight continued. Zazel's oldest daughter later told police that she witnessed William shove her mother into a glass table, leaving pieces of glass stuck in her skin. Oh, my God, Ooh. this poor woman. And this poor eight-year-old girl. Right. Right? What do you What do you do in a situation like that? Like, if you so, want people to like you out of fear or like you because you're right. a good person? But if that's like something that... A little girl sees all the time. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. 100% is horrible. Um, This douche dink. Oh, I like that. I thought it was good. Later told the authorities, the fall into the glass only happened because he was defending himself, Mark, from his right. very aggressive, yes. violent wife. How did I not see that? You know, that? the wife that had never been in jail or accused of violence before. Yeah, I forgot that. He I'm was sorry. afraid of her, Mark. It was the wrong poor guy. Yeah, it was wrong of me to think that. He know, was just, he was simply he defending himself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He went on to say that she had fallen just the right way onto the glass table on her own. I mean, I always play the game of jump into the glass yeah, table. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, if it breaks, then it's your fault for playing the game. Yeah. Well, I call bull. Shh. Not going to say it, but that's what I call. All right. <laughs> that's what I call. And it's in all caps in my little douche writings. I love the douche writings. <sighs> After the fall onto the glass table, Zazel was clearly hurt. But instead of calling for help, William picked her up and carried her into the bathroom. Oh, no. Where he dropped her on her head. Oh. And no. this injury was the one that killed her. Ugh. William still didn't think it would be wise to call for help, though. Right? Yeah. Why would you do that? He just simply laid her in the bed, Mark, to go nights. Oh, this guy's a douche. So, you know, she, she could get up in the morning and have Christmas with her family. This is where the real triggering part comes, guys. Oh, no. This monster waited until Christmas morning, propped Zazel's dead body on the couch in a sitting position, and put a pair of sunglasses on her. (gasps) He then said this to her kids. Mommy got drunk and ruined Christmas. This is like Weekend at Bernie's. Yep. He put her dead body on the couch and let the children open their Christmas presents, thinking she had passed out from drinking too much alcohol. This is horrific. William then videoed them opening their gifts like a doting father would. How sick and twisted can somebody be? They thought their mother was just asleep on the couch. I'm at a loss for words. I mean, one of the little girls was only three and one was only eight. Yeah. Disgusting. There's no... There is no room for in society for someone like this. I'm sorry. I would definitely like to see happen to this William Wallace what happened in Braveheart. Yep. That that here we there's our tie-in. There's our tie-in. We can pull this guy from all four corners. Love it. 
around 9.30 a.m., William finally decided it was time to call the police. All he told them was that his wife needed medical attention. When paramedics arrived, they found Zazel's dead body on the couch where William had put her. She was rushed to the hospital in the tiniest hopes that she might possibly have any life left in her limp body. There was no such luck, and Zazel was pronounced dead upon her arrival. This is horrible. Yep. Back at the apartment, Zazel's three children were found sitting among all the wrapping paper left after they opened all of their gifts. The gifts that their mother lovingly bought and wrapped. To think that the two older children trusted William enough to believe that their mother was simply asleep or passed out, as he had said, on the couch while they enjoyed Christmas morning. Ew. Like they were enjoying themselves. So now think of the guilt as adults. This guy is destroyed. As they they get older, right, yeah. Christmas for every one of these people Absolutely. So think about that. We were enjoying opening our gifts. Yeah. And now to look back and realize our mother was had passed away already on the couch. This is absolutely Ugh. unbelievable. Gross. Police took William into custody right away, hoping to figure out exactly how this mom to three could have died. Other officers stayed behind at the apartment to investigate. They found bloodstains all, o- all over, along with holes punched in the walls. They found the shattered glass table and a door that ha- was hanging off the hinges. They could clearly see that a physical altercation had taken place. This is another thing I don't get about most douchebags. Let me show you how tough I am by punching holes in the wall. Oh, yeah. Urgh, I'm tough. I'm Urgh, wicked cool. Urgh, I, I, I love these idiots. I'm so, so cool. I can punch a hole. You see the hole I just punched? Did you see rock. that? It was, it was like, so, I'm tough. So tough. You're yeah. not. You're a douchebag. Yeah, absolutely. After looking into William's violent history, it was clear to investigators that he had killed Zazel. He was arrested and charged with murder. It makes me really extra sad that the older children must have become accustomed to the fighting and abuse that their mother endured. The one daughter that told the police about watching William push her mother into the glass must have been desensitized after seeing the constant violence and probably thought her mother would be just fine. It's probably she like, always hey, it's had. Tuesday. Right? Yep, unfortunately. Because think about it. You're a young child or baby into child. Kids only know what we teach them. Absolutely. And if that's all they've seen, then they think, okay, mama's going to be fine. They're just having another one of their fights. You know? I get that there's bad people in this world, but a lot of these bad people are unfortunately created by other equally bad people. Absolutely. It would take nine years before William's trial started. And try as I might, I couldn't find any reasons why. So I don't know why it took them nine years. That's it's weird. Zazel's Hopefully do- he wasn't out this whole time. No, I don't think so. No, oh, no, no, no. no he, he wasn't. He wasn't. <clears throat> okay. I got worried. Zazel's daughters were only three and eight at the time of her death. Her mother, the girl's grandmother, took them in along with their baby brother, just an infant at the time. The oldest daughter was 17 at the time of William's trial and was called upon to testify. She had this to say. After she hit the toilet, and I think she was passed away. He just took her to the bedroom and put her down to sleep while she was deceased. That is what I remember because she was cold. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is horrible. Heather Brown was the senior deputy district attorney. And during the trial, she said that Zazel died due to a history of domestic violence and also told the court that he knew he had hurt her several and severely and purposely didn't call 911 until the next morning, despite the blood pouring out of his wife's head. She went on to say... He had been threatening to kill her for three years, and on Christmas, he made good on those threats. I just, oh my God. Exactly. Like, the, yeah. the worst part about it, to me, is that 
how can he have remorse, right? He doesn't have any. Because you purposefully did not call the police. You knew how bad. If if her head was pouring, there was blood everywhere. You, what? You, he didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah, he's a scumbag. He should have just taken care of himself and then left her to be. Yep. William's attorney tried to put a different spin on Zazel's death, saying her death was heartbreaking, but not our not my client's fault. Uh. Yeah, she said both of them were drunk, and the injuries that ultimately caused her death were not caused by Mr. Wallace. There are no facts in this case that show Mr. Wallace intended to kill, which to me is like, yeah, nice try. Zazel's family came to her aid at Williams' trial, trying their hardest to convince the jury to give him the harshest of punishments. Her mother spoke from her heart, saying, He beat and tortured my daughter and at the time mentally assassinated her children. He showed her no mercy. Let's show him no mercy. Zazel's oldest daughter also emotionally addressed the jury, saying, I have grown up with a life of hell since he murdered my mom. There's no such thing as a childhood for me. Right. My life has just been a downhill spiral. Nothing but a downhill spiral since I was eight years old. That is profound. And yeah. So sad because it's probably very true. The jury had many difficult tasks. They had to decide what William should be charged with, from manslaughter to first-degree murder. That's not an easy task. And also, sifting through the entire relationship, including past abuse and the restraining order, etc. This is a very easy task for me. You, for sir, me too. can F off. Well, did William kill Zazel in cold blood, or did he lose his temper to the point of no return? Let's go ahead and tie this arm to that horse. Yep. This arm to that one, yep. and those two legs to those other ones. Yep. And let's just call them what it is. I also think that the fact that nine years had gone by helped William in this case. Her daughter having to recount the worst day of her life, trying to remember exactly what took place when she was eight years old and couldn't have been easy, right? Like, Put yourself in that kid's shoes. No, I can't. I also think it's so sad that Zaza's family and friends have to relive that day. Nine years later, they had to relive it. Yeah. Nine years after they tried to nurture, uh, you know, all those nine years nurturing the children, trying to shield them from that's what they remember. That's a never gone never. away. Never. All right. This is going to make you real mad. Huh, more than I already am. Yep. When it was all said and done, William was convicted of second degree murder. <laughs> Here is what Miss Wiki had to say. Because I haven't really like reached out to her. Well, too, too much like lately, so I figured I would. She was Excellent. really happy to hear from me. Second-degree murder is an intentional killing that is not premeditated or planned. A situation in which the killer intends only to inflict serious bodily harm. Oh, I meant to only like maim you really bad. <laughs> Sorry I killed you by accident. I, I, I meant to like really F yeah. your whole life yeah. up. Knowing, I need you to yep, die. Yep, but knowing this could result in death, but with no specific intent to kill also constitutes second-degree murder. With this conviction, William was sentenced to, are you ready for it? I'm going to be angry, aren't I? 15 years to life in prison. He probably got time served. Credit for the nine years he had already served. Yeah. This douchebag could possibly get away with only serving six more years for murdering his wife while his kids were in the house. What a scumbag. I have... Such a hard time with this case. I w- this case made me, I was enraged. I still am. I, I, I just can't believe that that happened, right? With the, all of the history of violence, I could see if it was 
maybe being called second degree if there had never been any violent behavior ever and it's still horrifically wrong. But the fact that he propped her up, he didn't call 911. All of these things should have been fact. This dude should be in prison for life with no possibility of parole. I am sorry. There's people in California serving more time for getting arrested with marijuana. Yep. That's the sad part. I know. Ugh. Even if they had both been drinking and a fight broke out between the two of them, it doesn't give him the right to kick the you-know-what out of her. I don't think he meant to kill her. I think he thought he would just beat her up like all the other times before. That said, once he realized what he had done, he should have called 911 immediately. If he had, maybe she she could have been saved, right? I call bull poopy on all of this because— He's demonstrated a pattern of violence yep. that has escalated time yes. and time again. Yes. Therefore, at that point, you go from second degree to first degree in my book because now you know that you increase every single time. Yep. This is not just like a one-off thing. This is this is pathetic. Yep. I, I did agree. say this is twice there, too. That's okay. You will leave that right in there. You're angry. I get it. I'm mad. And, and on top of it, he acted like a coward and put her to bed like nothing happened. And then- the prop end, guys. I just can't stop talking about that because just picture excited children that Santa came and they're ripping open their presents while they're mommy, mommy, quote, look what unquote, I got. Father videos them. Disgusting. Oh my I'm god! Sorry. I wonder if she's in these videos. I know. I don't know. I don't oh, know. That horrible. would be even worse. Horrible. So, anyways, I hope that is factored in when he faces the parole board. I hope her family shows up every time and makes sure they speak for her, letting the board know about all the abuse she had received from him while they were together and the emotional trauma her two girls must live with, not having a mother and realizing that their mother was dead on the couch that Christmas morning. It's horrible. Luckily, the baby won't remember any of that, but he also now must grow up without a mother or a father. It makes you wonder, would it almost be better not saying anything to the child at all? I mean, it's hard. Would you want to know? I mean, I guess parts you probably would. But. Well, I mean, you you know that the person raising you is not your mother or Ugh, father, right? It's horrible. So you're going to have to tell them at least that the mother has passed away probably. Yep. And the father's in jail. Whether you tell them why or not, that's up to the person raising Let me sit you down child. here and tell you how much of a scumbag your dad really is. Yep. It's horrible. What was he thinking? Just a yucky, yucky story, guys. It really is. This is not very fitting of Christmas. It's not, but it happened on Christmas. That's why we had to talk about it. Well, I'm looking forward to next episode. I am too. Because it's going to be a fun one, guys. And it's going to be the last one of the year. Mm-hmm. Another year in the books. Remember, this time last year, I was in Detroit. That's right. Yeah, it's been a whole year. It's crazy. It feels like it was yesterday. I know. We also had the problems of the COVIDs. Yeah. Both, both of us had our little spouts of COVID. Yes, that's right. We've but thank had some goodness. Fun. You know. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because, yeah, right after Christmas, I had COVID. Yeah. And then everyone thought you gave it to me, but you didn't. Yes. I. How did I forget that? I don't know. They were all on top of you. <laughs> I can't believe you gave charity COVID. No, I know. I got sick COVID. for a week. Yep. You were sick. I was sick. Oh, yeah. That cough lasted. I still have a little cough from it. It's horrible. There's the so many people sick. Cough doesn't go away. Oh, very before we go, I also want to say. Um, Thank you uh, to the crime creeps who are going through medical things that are posting so that we can all come and support you because that's what this group is about. Absolutely. Yep. I also want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors just because we, you've heard from them recently and you yes. can start hearing from them a lot more. So we just signed a year long thing with BetterHelp. So if you need assistance, remember it's betterhelp.com slash case watch. Use the promo code case watch. 
they said they like what they see in us and they've decided to sign on for an entire year. Yes. So I tell you what, after hearing some of these stories, Seriously. this is the stuff that I need. So absolutely. Um, and just to finish off the episode. <laughs> I don't eat Apple Jacks, so I don't know how that got in here. Guys, is an Apple Jacks on the floor. Do you know who does? Who? Her kid eats all, but he gets big boxes of them. How did it come in here? And he gets, he eats all of the marshmallows out of them and then doesn't eat anything else. I was just delighted when I picked that up. I yeah. just wanted to share that with the yeah, creeps. Yeah, so great. I love it. We'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. See ya. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.